Good morning, Bucknuts. It is Thursday, November 29th, 2018. I am Dan Rubin. This is Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday in the Gem City, which is where I am, that can mean only one thing. Frost on the ground and Steve Wiltfong on the air, 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting, graces us with his presence. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, Daniel. It goes great. I love the season changes. I got my smoothie in right hand. Feeling good. Life is good. Big Big Ten Championship is here in Indianapolis this weekend. Front row members will be drinking on Georgia Street in downtown Indy, and you may see me and Mrs. Wiltfong out there. Very nice, making it a uh, family experience for the Wiltfongs. Here's my real question. How much credit have you received from being one of the few people who came on Bucknuts Morning 5 airwaves consistently over the last month and said Ohio State was going to win out. You were proven correct this weekend. Please take a victory lap. Well, there's so many people across the world that listen to the Bucknuts Morning 5 that flooded my email and my 24-7 sports inbox, heaping me with praise. And, and uh, No, I'm just kidding. Um, not many. I didn't say it with much conviction or confidence. I just believed in the talent that was recruited at, at Ohio State. And I still believe in Urban Meyer. Look, it's tough as hell to beat Urban Meyer in a big game. I, I asked the blue board what, which coaches have beaten Urban Meyer in a big game that means something. And right now I think the only two active coaches, and maybe you can correct me, in a game that the stakes were just as high for Ohio State as they were for the opponent. Nick Saban and, and uh, um, Dabo Sweeney, who, you know, you can make a case are the two best in college football right now, and Urban Meyer certainly up there hasn't gone anywhere. So until the only argument, the only the only argument I would make is, I think the game a few years ago when Zeke was held out a little bit against Michigan State. That was a big game, and, and Mark D'Antonio probably deserves in that category. But right. I can understand what you know. you're right. And I actually, I'm still a believer that Mark D'Antonio is as good a coach as you'll find in college football. I think what's happening up at Michigan State is is something that happens to a lot of longtime coaches that maybe are slow to evolve, and I think he's been slow to evolve, and he's going to have to make some changes to his, his staff. I think to push them forward on the offensive side of the football. They're just not where they need to be. Their defense is still plenty good enough to win at the level Michigan State wants to win. They need to make some changes on on offense to to keep up with the Joneses as it's going right now. Their strength program is fine. Their defense is fine. And Mark D'Antonio, for years, you talked about his loyalty to his staff and no changeover and, and that certainly was a plus on the on the trail, and and you just look at him and say that's a good guy that people want to work for. No no staff turnover, but I think it's time. I think it's time for him to make some changes on offense um, because they they were they let this was a good football team this year. They had a ton of injuries. Uh, Cody White was a big injury, one of their playmaking receivers, um, but but they 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 they're not where they should be because I think that they're still – I think they've become kind of bland on offense um, in, the, in the era of what college football is today. But Mich- but back to Urban Meyer and, and Ohio State, 
because that's what this show's about. The the Buckeyes just have an incredible uh, head coach that has them has team. Uh, they're they're tough to beat in big games, and and uh, Ohio State was ready to play. Michigan had some opportunities early in the game where they didn't execute some drop passes. Uh, Shea Patterson uh, not as accurate as he would have wanted to be on on some throws. And uh, on the flip side, Ohio State they pretty much executed the whole way, with the exception of one special teams blunder. Am I right? Uh, Ohio State uh, when they had an opportunity to make something happen, they didn't miss. Uh, and, and so that was the that was the nature of the game. I thought um, Ohio State was all excellent on the offensive line. No one would have predicted that performance um, against Michigan's D line, uh, but Ohio State's uh, hog mollies up front played like uh, they were ranked coming out of high school. Um, and Ohio State's defensive line. How about the game Jonathan Cooper had? I mean, man, he was active as hell. And and Malik Harrison was terrific. Um, showed you the the type of upside he has. Uh, football is an instinctual game, and there's been times where um, the the, the second-level defenders just haven't had it for Ohio State. But, man, everybody was on point in that ball game on Saturday, and I saw you and, and Mrs. Rubin were inside the shoe for it. It had to have just been a terrific environment. It was a fun day watching football and then calling the recruits that were inside the shoe um, to, to write about that. My, those are my favorite stories on Saturday, talking to recruits and writing about the best atmospheres in college football because that's what makes the game special is just the prestige and, and pageantry of these big home games from coast to coast. And Ohio State was up for me uh, in, in that atmosphere uh, this year. And I typically write once a year about an atmosphere at Ohio State, but this one had some juice to it. It was awesome. Um, the the vibe in the stadium was the best I've been around since they played USC a while back. And actually lost that game on the Joe McKnight dump off in the middle. God rest his soul. Um, yeah, Mrs. Rubin has been to three Ohio State football games. The opener a couple of years ago where they walked, and then the game over Penn State where they broke I was records. Whack Hackenberg. Yeah, so she's. Two of her three games have been the best game ever against Michigan, points-wise, the best game ever against Penn State. So we're going to hold her out and just bring her in for big games. She's a big hitter. Uh, in general, though, in terms of recruiting, do you think you know, 2019, it may not have an effect on, but a game like that, I understand kids aren't swayed by one game and it comes down to much more bedrock principles in recruiting, but if you're deciding between the two teams and you're at that game, I have to think that would have a serious impact. Yeah, it's an environment that's captivating and you see yourself playing in it, but it's just another wrinkle to why a young man would, would choose Ohio State. It's just a, a bonus because these young young men want to play in the NFL. A lot of these guys are coming to college to major in football. Do they want good plan B's and C's? Yeah. And and do they want to play in a locker room with like-minded individuals? Yes. I think that's one of the big draws to Ohio State. And what Urban Meyer and his coaching staff try and do is put these prospects together with other prospects that are like-minded and then put them with the players on the team. They love to just get these recruits that are on campus with the players on the team and, and show them, hey, 
we're all like-minded here. We all carry ourselves in a similar fashion, and we all are, are competing for championships and wanting to go to the, the next level the right way. And, and, and so um, I think that the atmosphere in the stadium is just an, another layer to Ohio State's recruiting, but it, it's not the heartbeat of why young men want to come to Ohio State. They come to Ohio State to play in big games like that, get get groomed to play in the NFL, and hopefully win some championships along the way as well. Which so Ohio State can do. Because some of y'all that are coming to the Big Ten title game are going to walk into these walk into some bars on Georgia Street here in Indianapolis, like Norm Peterson, because your ass is here every year. Yeah, true. I mean, the standards that Ohio State has played to and achieved do create some spoiled fans. I fall into that category at times. It's hard. It's hard to avoid. One thing I will also lose say again, is there's some. You're already questioning. So when y'all lose to Purdue, I go to the front row and I see I see Threads trying to fire four or five coaches, you know, and bench seven or eight players. And I love that, that, that I love the enthusiasm and the passion. If that wasn't there, you and I wouldn't be talking on the Bucknuts morning five, but it's, it, but it's easier for me not being a diehard to just look at those threads and say, man, it was one game, one game, it was one game, y'all, one game. Yeah. I fall back on my common refrain here. It's, buck nuts not buck rational observers and like you said <clears throat> i owe my mortgage payments and my kids college future to these devotees so i'll stick with them you're right but here's what i would also say there has been chatter that urban's you know uncertain future and i put that in air quotes has affected recruiting people who think that should look at the class of 2020 that they are lining up and the guys they're expected to get for me this has a chance to you know, be an epic class. I would never say anything is over the the class of Zeke and Bosa, et cetera, but this one has a chance, at least on paper, to get there. So I think uh, Urban's demise and Ohio State's recruiting demise is largely bunk, if you hear that out there. However, this time of year, there are coaches losing their jobs. There are coaches in trouble, and there are coaches whose programs may not be what people committed to. One school that's had a tremendously terrible year is Florida State. I cannot remember the worst season for the Seminoles in general. One of their commitments, Renardo Green, has come into Ohio State's focus. Give us the latest. I think that Ohio State has an excellent chance for Renardo Green, talking sources around the shoe uh, after the weekend visit. I think that Renardo Green sees the opportunity to come to a place that really develops defensive backs uh, within a culture that he fits in. But Renardo Green, huge Florida State fan. His father, huge Florida State fan. His father was with him on the visit, was impressed as well. Florida State, in-state. There, there's a, so, th- again, this is just one side of the sources right now, but does Renardo have to get over his fandom? Um, does he have to get over the distance? I'm not sure, but Ohio State certainly made a great impression on a a young man they'd like to add to their uh, secondary class here in 2019. You have a chance now to go back on the record. Ohio State's facing Northwestern this weekend in your hometown. We've already mentioned that the king and queen will be there. What is your vibe on the game? 
And here's my initial thought as you set this up. I think if Ohio State comes out and plays great on defense and hammers Northwestern, so hypothetically, let's say 36-13, and Oklahoma goes out and even beats Texas but gives up their standard 45, I do think Ohio State will make the playoff at that point. Do you agree? What's your vibe? I think Ohio State – okay, so Northwestern, they've played 12 games this year, and 10 of them – or 9 of them have been decided by 10 points or less. That's just how they play. They muck – they – I don't know if that's the right term, muck the game up or or whatever, but they just – the games are typically – they find a way to reel their opponent into their their type of ball game. Um, I – I don't know if they're going to be able to pull that off this week, but it's something to keep an eye out for. That they're just a tough team to play against. I can't put my finger on why they're they they're well coached. They're incredibly well coached. They're fundamentally sound. Um, they play at a pace. They can find they find ways for the team the other team to play at their pace. With that being said, I think that's going to be hard against Ohio State. Uh, Urban Meyer and his staff are definitely, in my opinion, looking to put style points on this one. Northwestern just going to be the team in their way. I think they're going to try and score as many as possible. Um, I think that this game, I think that this game is going to be sixty something to to team something. Um, But front rowers should not lose their mind if. Northwestern draws them into the game that they're somehow almost always playing. And and so uh, I don't think that will happen, but it's a possibility because it's just the the way Northwestern's played in the Coach Fitzgerald era. Um, And uh, um, you look at the – I think you look at – I mean, Notre Dame 31-21 in Evanston, uh, Michigan 20-17. Uh, those are teams that are, you know, pretty good football teams that that uh, Northwestern was right there with. Predicting Ohio State, predicting them big, but I, I do think that there is a chance that Northwestern can force force another one of their style of games. And there, this is a this is kind of the Super Bowl for Northwestern. This is what the the first major goal for Coach Fitzgerald in this program to win the Big Ten West. I, I spent some time up there before the season and. He, he he always talks about we got to win the Big Ten West first before we can move on and start accomplishing our next goal. So this is their first time in program history winning the Big Ten West, and, and uh, so it, it's a huge, huge uh, uh, week around Northwestern and an exciting one for their athletics program. But I, I just I just think Ohio State's going to put sixty plus on on the board and, and say. Don't take us. Have the balls not to take us. And and uh, if they have another good defensive showing, I I think that I think that Ohio State is a more intriguing matchup against Alabama uh, or Clemson. But I also like the Sooners. I'm not going to sit here and say that that they're not deserving either. I know people say they don't play defense in the Big 12, and they'll point to they'll point to out of conference games and 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 whatnot. But Man, I watched the Big 12, and it's exhausting to watch it. So imagine breaking down film and, and then going out there and having to play against these offenses that they're all high-tempo, 
um, just tough to match up with offenses. Uh, you almost have to just have some some stuff to you and grit and toughness to just say, all right, I'm picking myself up off the bat next series, next series, you know. We'll get a stop on the next series. And, and so, but I'm starting to ramble. If Ohio State beats the breaks off Northwestern and everything else falls in line, Alabama beats Georgia, um, I, I think that Ohio State will have a shot to hurdle their way in to the college football playoff. I agree. I cannot stress enough that the defense needs to show up. Considering who you're trying to get in the game against, Oklahoma, which has an awful defense, we have to be able to do that. You have to put it on, so they say, style points. I think the defense needs to put up style points. And I normally don't go off on ESPN specifically, but the two points that they're riding in terms of Oklahoma versus Ohio State, one of them was that Oklahoma, at least you know what you're getting. Um, They've been more consistent. I don't understand why we give anybody credit for being consistently terrible on defense. Yes, I know we're getting something terrible because I know I'm getting it. That makes it better. I don't get that. And I also don't understand why Oklahoma's offense is being sent to Canton. And they talk about Ohio State's offense like it's pedestrian when it's number two in the country and the best passing offense ever in the Big Ten. It makes no sense to me. So that's my vibe. Uh, I talked to a source source at Ohio State – on Sunday morning after the big win that really was just excited about the players on the team and just talked about the toughness that they had mentally sticking through, sticking together through, you know, Coach Meyer not being there in training camp. What seemed like every other week uh, a new distraction of a story in the media, the best player on the team, Bosa deciding not to rejoin them, uh, just all the things that the, that those guys just rolled with the punches on. Um, they, just, you know, I, talking to one of the coaches, they just couldn't say enough about the players on the team and, and just how proud of them he was. I'd like to echo those sentiments. This is a perfect place to stop. We'll be back next week, and Steve will have plenty more. Hopefully his prediction will be about the playoffs. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, guys. See you on the front row.